they talked about Angela Bassett and they said that she was a sore loser. Now, I don't know about you, but anytime I lose something, I ain't going to be skinning and grinning. <laughs> Before they get in your business, be in charge of your business. Own it because it's your business, your business, business. Handle all of your business, value all of your business. You say you're minding your business, my business. So Sunday was jam-packed with my favorite intersection. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know it's sports and entertainment. So the Oscars happened on the same day as Selection Sunday. We're going to discuss both, especially this year's $126,000 Oscar gift bag. No cap, no joke, $126,000, and that's a 10% decrease from last year. But also, we're introducing something new because people are going through a lot out there, so we're going to introduce Dear Moco. We have listeners that reach out to us for their thoughts, so we're going to help them and discuss as a crew. And lastly, March Memories. We got two more seasons to go, baby. Let's go! So, hey, Auntie, y'all already know. Shouts to Angela Bassett and the whole Wakanda Forever cast who looked amazing at the Oscars. And meanwhile, if you didn't already know that sports runs the world, Denzel and Spike Lee were over there at the Lakers game during Oscars night cutting up. I love to see them two both diehard fans of their squads. Sports don't stop, as you can see. But we saw a lot of the athletes Pull up to the after parties like LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Adonis Creed pulled up. You already know. Again, this week has been a week for business, for entertainment, but it's also been a week for banks because there were three banks that failed. That was Silvergate, Signature, and Silicon Valley Bank. If you've seen SVB, that's what they're talking about, Silicon Valley Bank. So, SVB had a bank run that caused billions of dollars to be put into question. But now that we know that the FDIC will insure all the depositors at SVB and all the depositors, meaning all the people that have put money into the bank, will now at least get their money back. Well, now we're starting to see that there's a lot of mixed reactions on social media, in public. I know that some people are upset about the bailout, but I will say this. I didn't have any personal funds in SVB, but... I did have a couple companies in my portfolio that got hit and were absolutely devastated. I was on the calls where people were trying to figure out like, how was business going to happen? This is again, before the FDIC said that they were going to insure the money for everyone that deposited. So I would personally be lying if I said I wasn't happy to see that those founders got relief. But having said all that, I'm just going to tell you guys how my week has been because Kids' brains work differently nowadays, okay? So I just watched the Chris Rock special, and there's a lot of discussion about whether it was funny or not. Now, whether I laughed or not, there was something he said that I related with. He said that he identifies as poor, and I couldn't agree more, all right? Like, I definitely identify as poor, and kids, they let me know that I think poor, and let me explain why. So I recently had an RMF basketball academy and we had a blast. We were playing basketball. We did a shooting game and I beat all the girls in the shooting game. So I had a blast and I wanted to do something special at the end. So I gathered them all around and I'm like, y'all, listen, I have something I want to tell you guys. And I'm all excited. And I'm like, I want to give you all tickets to the Atlanta Dream Game. Every single one of you guys can pull up to the Atlanta Dream Game. I was so hyped. I was looking around and do you know what they had? 
the nerve to say to me. They said, will it be courtside seats? And then the other girl was like, oh, yeah, I need to be on that hardwood. I was shocked because I identify as poor. I was shocked. But then when I started to think about it, kids think differently because it's different. Like now we have influencers that are millionaires by the age of 10. We have people that are running their own companies, entrepreneurs. If you've ever been to the Lakers game and you look courtside, you will see that people like Denzel and Spike Lee are sitting beside a couple of entrepreneurs. And so then you start to really realize that Wow, I identify as poor and kids' brains work differently now. But I'm going to tell y'all this, period. Don't ask me for no courtside seats. I identify as poor, man. happened this past weekend everything was going on like i told you guys my favorite intersection is sports and entertainment and we had all of that happening this past weekend we had the oscars that happened on sunday selection sunday but any thoughts from y'all on the oscars how'd y'all feel did you like it what stood out to you well let me just start i did not watch the oscars i was watching i think the selection committee stuff and missed the the oscars but i always go back because i like to look at the fashion and Mm -hmm. and who did what because after last year we have to really pay attention you know what i mean (laughs) And, (laughs) and so uh jimmy kimmel he came out there and he he did his little thing and made his reference to last year, which made me a little bit more comfortable watching the clips because I really didn't want to see anything like that again. But I liked uh, everything that I from the clips that I saw. But, you know, when you look on social media and people start chatting and they talked about Angela Bassett did and, the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and they said that she was a sore loser. Now, I don't know about you, but anytime I lose something, I ain't going to be skinning and grinning. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll take me a few minutes for it to soak in. Right. Oh, I lost. And so I might not look as happy as I could look for the winner, but I have to get that all together before you stick the microphone up in my face. So <laughs> at any rate, that's my my goal on the Oscars. I agree, though. I agree. Snook, you're the same generation as Angela Bassett, so I feel like that's valid because you like, look, I know that we all got cameras and everything, but I just lost an award that I probably wanted to win. Obviously, if you in it, you want to win it. The first thing that comes to mind is Angela Bassett still hasn't won an Oscar. That, that was my first thought. Out of all of her iconic roles. I was like, oh, wow, I can't believe that she still hasn't won an Oscar. She's very, you know, well past deserving an Oscar. So I agree with Snook. I felt Angela Bassett and her reaction. I don't know if she, you know, it it was just real. It was real. I don't know what the reaction meant, but that was her real thoughts. And she was like, well, you know, like we, it seemed like, like if I was inside her mind, it seemed like she said, well, you know, I gave it all I had and this is it. It's okay. Another year. It, It seemed like she's still not done. She got a lot of up her sleeve still left. So that's part of the argument that I don't like to address because people are like, oh, well, she still has a lot of life basically to live and she could still win. But still, so does Jamie Lee Curtis. So does everybody else. But Angela Bassett, it, the first thing that comes to mind is I can't believe she still hasn't won an Oscar. Jamie Lee Curtis too, though. I think that was her first Oscar, if I'm not Definitely. mistaken. So yes. it's like, that's why yes. that's why my dog uh, Spitely and Denzel was at the Laker game because, boy, <laughs> yes, them boys be playing, man, with their little nominations and their little awards. Man, nobody got time for that. Man, LeBron didn't play tonight. 
<laughs> we already have an idea of what might happen. So it's not too far reaching to think that uh, it's probably still not going to happen. And, you know, you say Angela Bassett has a lot of life left to go. Why do you have to go until you're 99 years old before people recognize <laughs> That's you? That's what I'm well, saying. You know, right? exactly. that you've been doing. Well, Roy's been trying to career. say something. Roy, exactly. what you got to say? Well, we knew coming in it was going to be a one-two race between Angela and Jamie. But, I mean... <sighs> I mean, it hurts so much. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it just hurts so much. They screwed her. And like, I, I saw both movies, and clearly, Angela had the better performance out of the two. Clearly. I wasn't, see, I was going to leave that part out. But that part, I watched both the movies, and let me tell you, the movies were both of them were good. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. That one, like, seven Oscars. But uh, that one was a little bit more weird, on a weirder side. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis, she did kill the part. I'm not going to take that from her. She killed the part. But it wasn't Oscar worthy. Oh, I'm sorry. Man, I don't it that. Don't do that to sis. Look, she <laughs> had know, to play. I, I feel she, you, Juju. She had to play you. herself. She had to play with the hot dog finger. She had to play a boss. <laughs> she had to play a villain. She had to learn karate. I mean, we. I, I know we wanted uh, Angela Bassett to bring one home, but sis was in in the trenches training for that everywhere all at once. So and so was Angela. Angela, for her age, you can't beat that bod. Now, come on. That ain't got nothing <laughs> yeah, to do with the Oscar. She looks great. <laughs> But I'm just saying with the acting part of it, you know, you have to have the body to go along with the part. You know Definitely what I mean? Wakanda is a part of Wakanda is the tribe and how they are warriors. So I'm, I'm sure that she did have to be in a certain level of fitness for that role. I could see that. I think for for Jamie Lee Curtis, I think there were other roles that would have been better suited for her to win an Oscar. I'm just saying this was a different role that she's played, but this wasn't her best. I feel like this was like, okay, we got to give her one. This I was just going to ask you that. Do you think it's like a redemption kind of thing? Kind of like the same thing as Angela Bassett, how Jamie Lee Curtis has never won one and she's had so many iconic roles. Kind of the same thing as Angela, you know, same position as Angela Bassett. Is this the role that we will remember Jamie Lee Curtis for? No. That's kind of how I look at it as in... Absolutely. I forgot that she was even in the movie. (laughs) To be honest with you, I'm not being funny. Is this the role that you will remember Angela Bassett for? No. No, that's Yes. No, that exactly that is, to that sentiment as well. It's, okay. it's training day and, and it's swordfish, which I remember Holly Berry for and, and Denzel. No, it was Monsters Bob, wasn't it? Monsters, oh, Monsters Bob, yeah, Monsters yeah. Bob. Mm-hmm. I remember my boy Malcolm X, you feel me? I remember mm-hmm. Sis and Boomerang. Right, exactly. I, ga- I got you. I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying for them to say that this was the role they wanted to give it to her for, I'm like, no. Name another not. performance she did that's better than this one. Halloween. Halloween. Ooh, put it well, that's spot. not a, that's just a horror. <laughs> that's a horror film. I could ask I scared. associate her with but Jason like, every damn year for the past 80 years. She, I, no, actually, she's been, <laughs> I actually associate her with horror films for some reason, actually. She is the queen of horror. This I will is say the screen cream. But it ain't no range in them horror movies besides high. Well, that's and that's, 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 that's true. true. But that's, that's kind of the point. Missy Range. You feel me? Sis was in the sis was doing karate. No, 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 no. no, no, no. She did air. true lies. She did true lies. Nah, she that's had a, a good whole one. bunch that's of. Good she one. had one true you... lies. She actually, I think that was her one of her better acting. But who was nominated acted... that year with true lies? Who else was nominated? I'm, see, I'm not sure. I'm saying I'm not sure who was nominated. But I'm saying that if you were going to say one of her, did she did a couple other movies? At this moment, it escapes me. But True Lies is one of her like her best acting. So here's the real question: Then why do people not win awards when they have their best performances? Like a lot of times, Will Smith because they doing foolishness like this. 
because they giving the older people these one-offs because they want to give them one on out the door instead of giving it for what they should so they're like oh jamie lee you know she's like how old oh we never gave her one let's give her one whereas there might be a younger person with a much more deserving role but because they gotta wait their turn because they doing foolishness <laughs> like this that's how it i works. just will say that hmm. will smith said that the pursuit of happiness he thought was his best performance like his now who did he get beat by exactly i don't know but that's probably the somebody thing. older it's like it's interesting to see that the roles that people win awards for aren't necessarily going to be what the world considers their best performances that's true mm-hmm. right and this they stuff anyway this they stuff y'all gonna if renee montgomery have an award show every week we can't get mad when she chooses beyonce as the uh, queen every year it's your award <laughs> And because I this just might, okay? Exactly. Yeah. Oscar Awards. You don't give a damn an Oscar. Don't pull up the Oscar Awards. So, okay, because this is Oscar's opinion. You right. I think this goes back to, and I compare it to sports a lot, because it's very subjective, one. And in sports, you always want to play, and you want your game to be refereed correctly and so the referees get in there and they change it and sometimes things don't come out like you want so in the Oscars it's the same thing it's very subjective and these people are Hmm. looking at you and so you you have to go you have to go with what they say it might not necessarily be what's right but that's what you have to this go. It becomes with. a waste of time. Is what it becomes. This, this is like Steve Nashman and the MVP over Shaquille O'Neal. That's just what. Oh, this is okay. This is like, exactly. Yeah. It's like the Joker winning the MVP the last two years, possibly three, in front of uh, Joel mm-hmm. Embiid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like who's, who's judging? Yeah. Who's voting? Yeah, right. yeah. So it's the same situation. I love We're, it. I love which it. is why we shouldn't be putting everything on it. That's why people probably aren't watching it like they're watching it now. They used to because everybody just feels like, well, it doesn't actually mean this is your best performance. So whatever y'all choose, we'll see whatever they literally. I didn't even want to know who won what. I just want to see what people had on. It's getting to the point where it's not even about the acting in the movies. It's about the fashion. No, the fashion so, is a big, I'm not going to lie. The fashion, yeah. how people pull up, even the athletes, the athletes pulled up to the after party. Shouts to Savannah James. She shut down the internet when she came in the all white LeBron pulled yeah, up that's to, when you see a lot you know, of the we fashion. We saw yep. Russell Westbrook, his wife pull up. We saw a lot of the couples pulling up after the game. Who else we saw? Who else did we see, Juju? We saw Sierra in the mother trooper oh, building. Oh, <laughs> The women were out. Was there much fashion there? Oh, it was a lot of fashion. High fashion. I mean, <laughs> it, it, she didn't have much on, but it was definitely fashionable. But yeah. the women yeah, were out. So she was mad at Russ. But speaking of the married women, like Sierra, um, I saw Haley Bieber out, like Renee said, Savannah James was out. It seemed like all of the women kind of stepped out solo, all, all of the married women. It's, yes, yeah, it's Justin Bieber was left night. at home. LeBron James was left at home. Right. I was kind of liking it. I was like, okay, I, I, I like they, they They said, I want to go to the party. You don't have to go with me, but I still want to go. Hey, and I they like went that. And they so out. hold on. I, I, that is funny you say that. I'm glad that you like that because maybe you should do. do that. <laughs> Maybe you I should mean, do that. Y'all heard this. I'm so I'd glad like to we're recording. Somebody I want this me. clip. It's like that commercial on the Bring the Rewind back. Because when I don't be wanting to go out, she be acting like we are a package deal. She be <laughs> first acting of like... All, first of all, nobody likes to go out by themselves. I'm sure they had a friend <laughs> with them or Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, no. They definitely had a friend with them. It's just yes, the friend. We see? don't care about the friend. We cared about them. That's what okay, it was. Okay, then Kimberly pull up on us. <laughs> well... 
Kim could go, but then y'all, y'all, I mean, y'all could go out. I think that would be nice. I if y'all don't want to go. Bro, you can hit me up. Hit me up. I'll pull up on you. I'm going to go Juju. Juju's going to be my plus one. Exactly. It's nothing new, Sam. Don't feel bad. This has been going on all of her life. Yeah, I don't like to leave the house. Listen, it's a struggle. She really does. It's a struggle. Didn't Giselle Bush say something about Tom Brady about that? That she, that they, they would get invited to all of these things, all of these events, and he would never want to go. And no. sometimes she would want to go. Go! I don't want to go either. Then go! <laughs> Listen. Well, you know, I always wanted to go. And Snook wants to be in that front <laughs> center for everything. Listen, I'm going to explain to you guys, I am a homebody. It is a noun. It is mm-hmm. a person who likes to stay at home, especially one is perceived as unadventurous. Call me Mrs. Unadventurous, alright? Because I like the vibes at the house. Juju, you she been to the crib. all the time. I, I work all the time, yes. What I do for fun is work on our stuff. Yeah, so I do work on top of work on top of work, but I like this place. <laughs> and, and you know, the, she works so much. She works so much that, okay, so she recently shot something with and and they were doing like a little profile about her. <laughs> I like like they were yet. following her around and stuff. And they were like, okay, so what do you like to do for fun? And uh, <laughs> she literally went blank. She was like, um... Well, work from home. I don't really do anything for fun. You know, it was so hard to Renee, find something you gotta fun make to up do. Something. Well, first of all, the things that because they said like, do you ride bikes or do you do, you do, oh, you no. do yoga? No. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Okay, no. let's all calm down here. I go, I pull up to the movies. We binge watch here. My friend can pull up here. We had a Super Bowl party here, but they wanted some an activity that they wanted to see me doing, and it's like. I just don't participate in those type of Me things. Either. And so it was like they I had to think of an action item. So it's like, what do I do for fun? I like to binge watch TV and watch movies. I'm in the entertainment, but they don't want to film me binge watching TV <laughs> and going to the movies. So yes. then I had to think of something that they could film. And then I didn't know what to say. What do y'all yeah. do for fun that's active? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you. I don't do nothing for fun. I, I, I ain't had fun <laughs> since 2018. <laughs> <laughs> You could have said you loved getting together with your family and having competitions. How often do we do that, Snook? Like, that's not realistic to for them to come film yesterday. Right. It's like like an everyday <laughs> regular activity. She doesn't have like anything fun that she likes to do. It's either like well, work all, away from home know, and work from home. There's so this selective amount of people, a handful of people who who doing all this hiking and, and, and riding, biking and people working out. I mean, people probably working out is probably the most consistent thing other than just, yeah. you know, working and living. I mean, I can say I, I like be I like being a bus driver. All I do is drive children around all day. But that's not something I. It's an activity I do, but I don't enjoy it. I mean, you right. just we just it, it gets to be something different. Like, I'm yeah, in it's my, and I'm grinding right now. I'm just gonna be for real. Like I'm like in my grandma where half of my life is spent in New York because I'm covering March Madness, and then there's a certain portion of that time that's spent at Turner, and then I'm calling NBA games in the metaverse. I got one tonight, which mm. was two days ago. When you're listening to this, but. I'm in my kind of grind mode, so I'm not even actually concerned with having fun. That might sound crazy, but like I'm not really interested in having fun right now. I'm trying to like I'm trying she to get in, there. She's in grind mode. Yeah, I, I can attest. I'm in it, so it's like then they made me want to pause and start to be like, "Well, go have fun." And it's like I ain't done that like Juju said and since 2018. Like I have fun at the crib. Like <laughs> all Renee's trying to do is just sit down on the couch and put her feet on the table. That's me yes. nice and having fun. <laughs> yes, and catch up on the last oh, well, I know yes. what you could have said. <laughs> yes. You should have had a Scrabble game set up. You do so that quite often. They don't often. record me playing Scrabble. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you play Scrabble? Listen. Oh, let's get a game going. We got 
move on. All right, we got to move well, on. Well, let me just we- say one thing before we move on. <laughs> I, I think I said it before about the Academy Awards. I think I got kind of uh, a good inside vision of how things usually turn out with the Academy Awards when I was in college. Uh-huh. And I think I told you that when Lady Sings the Blues went up against Showboat, we had a big party in my room. I was a counselor on college, and we just knew Lady that Diana Ross was going to get the Best Actress for Lady Sings the Blues because in my opinion, I saw both then and I thought she did some acting in that movie. When they announced the winner and they said Liza Minnelli, we were in our room for three days and didn't leave because it really devastated us that people could be so blind. And so ever since then, I've had a bad place in my heart for the Academy Awards. Snow were devastated. So they got, they got, we got to have a more diverse voting <laughs> committee. Listen, that's that's you, every that's other actor heart. actress that hasn't won, they all got a heart. <laughs> Tom Cruise ain't even get nominated for Top Gun. So it's all it's just have. goofy. True. You feel me? It's it's true. Have. I still haven't seen that and I'm not, I haven't seen the when new I one, the old it one. It brought the movies back. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, we got to move on, okay? Like, we're going to move on because we could talk about the Oscars yeah, all day. Yeah, we're some movie junkies. We're going to talk real quick about the Oscar swag bags because I am just so shocked at how much money is inside of these swag bags for this event. All right, so this year's swag bag is valued at $126,000. And when I saw that, I was like, whoa. But then I went and looked at the past swag bags. Let me start at 2019. One hundred and seventy six thousand dollars. Twenty twenty two hundred and sixty one thousand dollars. Twenty twenty two two hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. Twenty twenty three one hundred and twenty six thousand dollars. All right. So you guys just think about that for a second about how much money is going into these swag bags. And I'm sure your next question is what in the world? What's in it? What's in it? That's what we want to know. I know. I want to know. How big is the bag? That. Well, that and the the fact is, we know why the the, the amounts are the amounts. In 2020, they only had five people in there, so they spent more money on the swag bags. So they only let five people in there, and in 2023, they had to pay for that crisis team. So that crisis team knocked down the bag another good, <laughs> knocked the bag down another good twenty thirty thousand dollars. They had to pay people to be there for support. So, Cole, so. you're actually on to something that does have something to do with it on the different years. They said, but also since 2002, there was an LA-based marketing company called Distinctive Assets that distributed out the unofficial six-figure Everybody Wins gift bag to the Oscar nominees in the four main acting categories. So just remember, it's not for everybody. It's for the acting nominees in the four main categories as well as best director. All right. So this founder, he said the thing about his bags are Obviously, and this is a quote, obviously the nominees can afford to go where they want, says Ferry. It's not about the fact that this is free. It's about the fact that we found a unique place that's built in privacy for the celebrities. So they have things in their swag bags like... Uh, let's see the one a dish- trip to Santa Lucia. There you go. There you Ooh. go. So this is where we're starting That's to get we into went. the things inside the swag bags. Plastic surgery is on the table. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because everybody needs a butt. Distinctive <laughs> assets. Huh? <laughs> Clip that. Clip that, Danny. <laughs> well, speaking of, since we talked about it last week, we talked about Black China. She's actually removing hers. She's actually removing from her butt and from her boob. She's getting removed as well as I think there's a couple other people that are doing the same thing for health reasons, just a side note. Because they're melting. 
They're melting. Yeah, she said at they're the really top. dangerous. They're melting yep. at the bottom. They're melting on their face. They're <laughs> melting oh everywhere. Gosh. So, I mean, seriously, we knew this was going to happen. And and but see, here's the problem: you have people like Black China. You have all these people who can afford to have all this surgery to correct. I call them botched surgeries. All these botched surgeries where they correct and take out and reshape and reframe. And then you got little old people like me who who barely took their two three years worth of savings, went down somewhere, put something in there, and then almost on their deathbed because they can't afford to get taken out unless they're on their deathbed. They go to the emergency room and they say, we're going to have to remove this today. I can't believe you're this passionate about this, Cole. Because, because, because you know why? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you what pushed that to the forefront of my mind is you have people going to Mexico. Four people went mm. to Mexico, one person to get oh, that's true, some yeah. type of surgery done. She had to go all the way down there to get it. I took my name off the list after that. Snuck. Mom. <laughs> two people. Two people pass away. And one of the guys said he didn't even want to go. He was just going for his, you know, his girl's support, whatever, family, but for support, whoever she was to him. Support. Mom, you are terrible. Snook, do you know that we... Snook can't be for real because I know where Cole is going with this and Snook is not for real. <laughs> so my point is, is that... That it pushes it to the forefront because you have these people going to other countries who can't afford these surgeries and they're having bad complications, dying, almost dying to even get the surgery. And so I feel like, yeah, the, we knew this was going to happen. But the people who are celebrities who can afford to do it, I, I don't care if you want to do it. I, you do it if you want to. I just feel bad for the ones who feel like they have to do it to be someone and they have an adverse effect. So, no, you're right. You know, well, you know, everybody does it. Maybe. Some people do it to look good not in clothes, but some people do it to look good in clothes. And so, you know, you have to kind of weigh the weigh the options there. You're not talking about the people who are putting that fix a flat tires slime into their, you know, into the assets, Lord I should say. God have mercy. Mm. Well, we're saying on all levels. It's like the iPhone. The iPhone 2 came out and, and hey, a lot of folks jumped and bit at the iPhone 2. But then the iPhone 7 came out. They were like, dang, I bought that 2. But this time that 2 in your ass. So it's like, dang, well, how you correct it? So my thoughts and prayers to everybody who got the iPhone 2 booty. Like, you was in it. You feel me? You was Daddy up to it. Daddy clipped that. Daddy clipped that. Yes, man, everybody with an iPhone. Oh, y'all booty. finished or all y'all done? All right, like no, that thirteen is out now. <laughs> That's the one I'm trying to get. Hello, oh. found you, Miss New Booty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, right, so listen. Back to what was in the swag bag. I'm about done with this already. Basically, there was a three day trip. You could go to Canada. There was a little resort place. They give you two cars: a 965 Shelby AC Cobra, what? A 427 Rose and a 2023 McLaren wow. are there. Wow. Yeah, those cars are yeah. there wow. waiting on you. If you, yes, this is in the swag bag. You get a three-day trip. They got those cars waiting on you. There's also... Get, Wait a minute, are those cars theirs to keep? Not to keep. They're just there for oh, the three they're, days. They're with the property. Oh, they're that's right. part of the property oh, okay. that you can use and, you know, get Whew. your photo shoot on, get your video shoot on, or just drive around town. That's how they But do. all the gifts aren't ha don't have to be expensive. There's some gifts that goes with causes. There's coconut water that's in there. There's exclusive chocolate that's in there. There's different things. It's not a 
all about price. The guy said it's about what's the best feel for the package. But I'm gonna move on because I don't even <laughs> well, know how we got to sign me movie. up for some acting lessons. Then <laughs> okay. if that's what the bag you got that exactly. Kind of okay, <laughs> see that's what we need to be doing. Hey, you know, speaking of that, really quick, you know, there was one of so one of the ladies in Wakanda or in Black Panther the movie. She was 93 years old in my acting class, and the first role that she ever got casted for was for one of the royal court people in Wakanda oh, in the oh, Black movie. Nice. In the Black How crazy movie. is that? Yes, nice. she was all over the news and everything. And I was like, oh my God, that's a lady from my acting class. That's she crazy. literally started taking it at like 93 years old. That's nice. crazy. Never too late. There's still Never hope. Too late. Still hope. Next, we have Dear Moco, and I'm going to ask, it's, it's kind of touchy, but how much money is too much money to spend on self-care? Oh, wait, we talk about it next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Moco, y'all might not know this, but people value our thoughts and our opinions so much so that people write emails to our info page and different things of that nature. And this one really stood out to me because I thought it was interesting. And also we're going to start doing this, by the way, you guys. So if you guys are in a situation, we know life is a lot. We got a lot of different generations sitting right here on this call, different people that came from different backgrounds. Hit us up, dear Moco, because we're going to do exactly what we're about to do right now. This is what I received. It's pretty quick, simple. Okay, so me and my partner have a bank account together, of course, to pay our bills, to pay our mortgage. We live together. But recently, there's been $200 here or there every month that keeps going missing. And when I asked what he spent it on, he says self-care and he doesn't want to talk about it. What? <laughs> yeah, break up. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are living together. Strike three. I mean, <laughs> no, it's over. <laughs> over. Man, they <laughs> now. I mean, we living together? No. That's our money now. You got to have a better excuse than that. I know, I know, damn, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, excuse me, sir. But it's for his self care. So, wait, y'all are skipping over a very big part. Self care is a real thing. And if he's like, I don't necessarily want to talk about it, but it's for my self care. Y'all don't care about his self care? Nope. You know what else self care? His wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's self care. Keep yeah. her happy. Yeah, we can take care of you. What self care do you need? That man's probably going to Magic City. He's not spending that money on wings. <laughs> exactly. And not no limit. Right. No limit pepper loose in that building. Mm -hmm. No, but you threw me off when you said he, because I'm like, he. I thought it was going to be the right. woman spending no, the $200. He said he's working on, on himself. So. <laughs> uh -uh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> 
Heat yeah, sheen. Nah, there, there's sheen. Something, yeah. something going on. Yeah. There's something going on. I just there. have a question. So here's my thing, because I don't think they've delved into this enough. If I can't visibly see your self-care, like if you don't come in with your eyebrows manscaped <laughs> and your haircut line every he single time and your jawbone is squared up. Well, then, I mean, if he's working on his mental, then that shouldn't be a secret. That's what oh, I'm saying. going to go see the psychiatrist and it should be going through our insurance company. We should be seeing something <laughs> off of that copay. Mm-hmm. So that's that. I would know that. So this $200 is what What are we doing with it? You know? Day shift. Exactly. Sit day shift. Day shift. Nah, man. <laughs> $200 a month, that man better be coming out looking like Jonathan Majors. I mean, exactly. I, it's funny Skin because when I feet. heard self-care, I didn't actually think physical. I instantly thought mental when I saw self-care. So I actually thought I was bringing in a mental conversation. You know, self-care could be getting your hair cut, you know, like a lot of, who was it? Jason? No. Who just had a podcast that was out? Paul George said, of course you got to pay your barber a minimum of a hundred dollars for a haircut. Come on now. Don't nobody want to hear Paul George. No, exactly. <laughs> Paul George, salute to you, brother. But we don't want to hear about you on that. Your contract worth dot, dot, dot. You feel me? Don't do that. I got $100 in my pocket right now. Two commas in it. Two commas. Exactly. Your dot, dot, dot. You right. I mean, he's right. You know what? And it's okay to spend $200. If you say, okay, I need $200 because I like to go out with my boys on whatever. And we that's my that's my mental health, my self-care is me getting away having a couple drinks with my friends and if you do do that once a month that's easily $200 if you want to do drinks and maybe appetizers so I get that but just say that I don't understand what the whole secrecy that's what I'm saying like why not talk about it it, right that's that's a part also why not talk about it yeah well do guys talk about self care I feel like is that like yes we do (laughs) do we got a girlfriend it's not about the self care That's what it it's is. It's about the money. It's the, I don't want to talk about it for me. Like, boy. <laughs> exactly. That's, when that's what I'm gonna, saying. I'm going to listen up. <laughs> they be like, oh, shit. I like, I like going to the strip club every month. Once a month, please. Can I just get that for myself, baby? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just be a front. Just be right. real. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I, that's like what that. I like that honesty. How does that invigorate you? How, what does it do for you? <laughs> no, I'm talking about this brother. No, I'm talking about this no, brother. No, no, me, no, I'm no, good. No, I don't know anything. No, yeah, he was, he was giving an example. Right but that's what I'm okay. saying. But that's, a, but that's the whole point. That's the question that she needs, that he needs to, he needs to answer. It's like, I don't care what you're doing. If you say it to me once, you don't have to say it again. But at least I need to know. Like, if yeah, because maybe he doesn't want to really, have to have a conversation. It's like, I don't want you to ask yes. me how my self-care went or he don't want you to ask you, him how his I don't night need went. you hanging over my shoulder if I go out right. with the boys don't ask no questions like that's from that's well, not no, 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 no. wait no, 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 wait, no. Exactly. wait a minute I said no. once a month if you say you spend two hundred dollars once a month and you say it's because me and my yeah, boys go out we it. have a couple drinks that's easily two hundred dollars and two hundred dollars is not a make it or break it situation for a relationship but the secrecy is that's what he's trying to say that's the part that y'all are missing but I don't want to talk about it it's like if I'm going out once a month with my boys you already know so don't ask about it i don't know well it's easy for women mm. now because they have that thing they put on your phone <laughs> where they can know where you are at any point yeah, in time my whole family i mean i just heard somebody was tracking my husband you know oh, air tags. Tags. you know what not them air tags no not air tags we was tracking him on find my iphone oh, like we can do yeah, where he was at of course that's, he yeah. family that's legal to answer your question look, it don't invigorate me at all that's why <laughs> I challenge all the listeners out there. If you got a picture or a memory of ever seeing me in the strip club, 
tag the show and you got a hundred dollars coming your way because oh. I, I don't even go that way. You feel me? And that's an Easter. Okay. Danny clipped that. Those strippers, they got more money than me. So what the hell I look like going to the strip club throwing my little things at them? What she make four thousand dollars a night? What she want that hot ass thirty dollars? <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, hold on. But what, what is what is the verdict? What advice are we? He's wrong. Going? He's I'm wrong. Gonna, I'm gonna just sum it up from what I've heard from the crew and adding a little bit of my thoughts. The problem is not with the self care or the two hundred dollars, my dear. The problem is that your partner doesn't want to discuss with you what it's for. So I think we're all in agreement that. Getting a little self-care here or there, ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, that's what's up. Take care of you. You got to, to be the best you, to be the best you for her or him. And Juju and I, uh, our advice is break up with him. Oh, yeah. And then, break the, now. Stay yesterday. I, I say have a conversation. I say have a conversation, <laughs> sit down. And, you know, people got to set their boundaries. If they're if they're living together, there's certain boundaries that you got to set for each other and certain things that are not passable. And, and if you guys are living together, and I think that some stuff like secrecy Well, yeah, because really next time like I go out, babe, don't ask me nothing about it. Like, I like that this is what people are yeah, out here yeah, doing. Right. Because yeah, right. if <laughs> this is what folks is out here going. Where who? Where? I like to hear how other people are living because I be thinking if I was ever in that scenario, it's a comedy. That question is a comedy. If I said to oh, Serena, that's what I'm saying. Don't ask me. <laughs> Look at her. If I said to that woman sitting right there. I'm going out with Lisa mm -mm. and don't ask me nothing else about it. It's for then she gonna call me and I'll be like, if you walk out there and I'm gonna call Lisa and be like, Lisa, if you take her out that door, we gonna have a bigger problem. You have a bigger problem than just I'll be like, her. Oh, your sister went crazy. She uh, lost her about telling you. Nah, Serena changed her name to Lisa. You better come get her. My brother or my sister, whoever you are out there, at least do this. Say, okay, cool. Two hundred dollars for me once a month as well, and don't ask me what I've got going on. Ooh, oh, and see how that lands. See how that goes. I like that. I like that. Yeah, feel. Salute to Jamie Foxx. But see how that go over <laughs> on his ass. All right. So, dear Moco, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> All right. So that. Dear Moco, if you are in a situation that you want to hear our thoughts about, as you can see, we give advice all over the map. You can pick who to listen to, send it in, DM us, send us a message, whatever you want to do. That's what's up. And we're going to be right back with some March memories. Snookabook is going to talk about my junior and senior year. Let me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sauce. Okay, you want to get oh, Connecticut Oh, you can, yo. Exactly. Yo, mo, yo, mo, snuck. Let's go. Oh. 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 Hold on a second. We doing that? Let's 
me let me pull out my championship 2009. Oh, let me let me pull out the hat that I put on <laughs> when it happened, okay? Put mine up. In the room where it happened. All right, so let's get into it. Let's go. As you guys can see, we talking March memories. If you didn't listen to the last episode, go back and listen. We covered my freshman and sophomore year. And now we're gonna get into the things that stood out of my junior and senior year because the reason that I'm having Snook kind of lead the way is because she remembers things completely different than I remember them because I'm in the moment. I'm locked in on scouting reports. I'm locked in on my assignment. I'm locked in on my plays. What do I need to do? How's my body feeling? And I might miss some of the other things. And I also might just forget what happened in the game because I'm worried about the next play. So Snookabooka, what happened my junior year that stood out to you? I think you mentioned it before. It's a given that when you go to UConn, you were expecting to win a uh, championship. And so now we're down to the junior year and we haven't been successful Losers. in the first two years. So so the heat is on. <laughs> and, and we had a really good year that year and we ended up going to the final four that year instead of the lead eight the previous two years. And so we went to Tampa, Florida and uh, Nicole flew in. I yes, think ma'am. Yeah, the whole squad was there. Because we were going to be there for the, the big dance and the party. <laughs> and so uh, several things happened that year. First of all, Renee was selected as an All-American for the first time. And so we got a really big kick out of that. That was before the actual final game. And so we were in a celebratory uh, mood then. They were. I'm going to tell you right now, they were because I definitely couldn't have been because I was still worried on we got the phase one now. Finally, we at the final four. But go ahead, Snook. Uh, we're down there and we win our first, uh, all of our tournament games down to the final game. And what was uh, strange about this game is that we've always been a little bit afraid of Stanford, not because of the skills that their team had, but that size. <laughs> that size was hard to beat from, you know, one to five. They were big from one to five. And so uh, we knew that was going to be a challenge. And so we gave it our best shot. We played hard and we lost that game 71 to 82. So that Ooh, was not a real happy, happy period for us. But again, we did have some good takeaways. When I think about how we matched up, I didn't really care about their size because we had Tina Charles and Callie McLaren and we had some dogs on our side. The thing about it is... Is, though Stanford there's a lot of teams that aren't as disciplined as us at that time like we were militant like I, when I tell you it's like I know where mama gonna be I know where TT gonna be I ain't even gotta look it's like we were that much practice that we kind of were the most disciplined team but then there was Stanford who also had this crazy high level of discipline so we knew it was going to be a chess match honestly look at the coaches that were coaching look at the players that's when Candace Wiggins was there and all of them so they had a squad and in her junior years when they established the big three uh, Maya Moore, Tina Charles, and Renee Montgomery, oh, they were considered the big three for UConn. So I like that. I'd like to hear it from Snook's point of view because Renee never tells me these things. <laughs> Renee doesn't like to talk about her accomplishments. So this is nice to hear. From the moment we lost to Stanford till the senior year started, 
everybody on our team literally became psychotic. And I mean, in the best way possible, like (laughs) psychotic, obsessive, whatever word you want to use for athletes that don't know that off switch, you know, they call it the Mamba mentality. Like Kobe kind of coined it because he, his whole career, he was on the on switch who does that. That's wild. But this year in between my junior year and the start of my senior year, and I'm talking preseason and all of that, I recently was at UConn for women's weekend and I literally gave my whole like my whole talk. Everything I talked about was about that junior, the end of that junior year to when the senior year started, because I've never been that disciplined in my life. Even still to date, I've never had an offseason like that in my life. I've never been on a team to date and I've been on other championship teams, but I've never been on a team that had from top to bottom every single person as locked in on the same goal, on the same mission, was as disciplined, sacrificed. Like, I mean, it was only my senior year, but to have the seniors, Tina Charles was a junior when I was a senior, Maya Moore was a sophomore when I was a senior. So they still had other opportunities, but it was the craziest part of my life. We called it getting that 2%. We had preseason wars where you know like we were doing training that I'm telling you special forces that shows on TV we could have been up in there I'm not saying we could have done it but we could have been up in there but that series of my life pretty much defined my life on like how to be two percent better than every other athlete that two percent difference effort because only two percent of athletes go pro what you're saying is that is it all starts with your mentality basically if you want to win you gotta you gotta have that mentality you gotta train your mind that's, like that's, that's gonna train your body it's gonna train everything because mm-hmm. like you said it started in that it off was that season. off season it was like we were a completely different team like after we lost it was like that was it like everybody was kind of like man this is crazy like we lost in the elite eight of lead eight final four we finally got to the final four and then we got bounced out right away again like we was just like we was tired of losing like I was like nah I'm like we are tired of losing it was like the craziest thing and then that period of my life taught me how to be a certain level of discipline that now as we just mentioned I don't even know how to have fun no more like I know I know how to get stuff done though I can tell you that like I know how to get it done but uh yeah, so that that was that period of my life. The 2009 season was the do or die season, <laughs> as Renee just uh, mentioned. And I thought it was so admirable that the press and, and everyone were kind of on board and they were letting them know at every turn and every article, man, is this team going to let somebody get out of here and not have a championship at UConn? And that was the stake that Renee was in. Was she going to leave UConn without that glorified championship? So as she said, everybody was focused and tuned in. I remember at one uh, one of the press uh, conferences they had, they were talking to Gino and he was saying, yeah, he was riding, you know, he was uh, heading it up, riding. And Renee uh, said, yeah, and I'm riding shotgun this year. So she was letting them know that she was going to try to make sure that she got that championship. And he kind of stressed, too, in all of his press conferences that, you know, this team needed to do this for Renee. He he really put the iron to him about, you know, doing everything they could to be as good as they could be to get this championship. I like how, how Snooks refers to the coach, Gino Ariema, as just Gino. She's like, you're like, Gino, you're like, Coach Ariema. Coachy. Yeah. We had a good relationship. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yes, you had to trust her baby with Gino. Gino. He came to West Virginia exactly. to talk to us First about Renee. Basis. So we had a good relationship uh, with, with The G- legendary oh. coach. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So the season started out great. They were rolling. They were rolling. They were rolling. And, you know, that was their undefeated season. So Spoiler alert. every game became more pressure and more pressure because I'm undefeated. Like in the beginning is not such a big deal. But when you get down to like near the Big East tournament, you know, and all of that, and you're still undefeated, you get a little bit queasy because you're always worried, well, this be the game that causes me my first L. Yeah, and really, this was, I'm going to tell you my thoughts. It's like, all right, we're undefeated. There's a lot of games, like at UConn, I think that they just told me at CBS, we lost 11 total games my whole UConn career, right? So it doesn't seem like a lot of games when you look at other schools and how many games they lose. Some schools lose 11 games in one season, but 11 games for UConn, now you can hear how it's not about how many games you lose. It's like which game you lose. So imagine us going undefeated, undefeated, undefeated. And then you hit that March Madness where it's the wild, wild West, the Cinderella's ready to dance and all this other stuff. And you can't lose that first game after going undefeated all season. So that's kind of like my thought process on like, Lord, like, all right, this undefeated stuff is cool and all, but don't nobody care. Like, like, don't nobody care if if you lose the wrong game. So I got sick of hearing, you know, they're beating everybody by fifty. I heard a lot of hateration, <laughs> a lot of crying, a lot of whining because Renee and them was going out there and putting the pedal to the metal and beating teams by 50, 55. <laughs> and they were just like, "What's the purpose of watching the games?" And I was like, I said, "Well, don't watch them. Then we still gonna win. We gonna see Tartini on or not? This tail whip about to happen." So I remember them winning. I was happy about being undefeated. But that was the biggest bunch of crying I have ever heard about a season. I mean, it was almost like the Patriots type crying, like they win every year. And I'm going to tell you, I was a Patriots crier until that year, Renee. And then was beating everybody by 50. And I was like, I will never cry about the Patriots again because this is annoying. (laughs) It's annoying. So, you know, say so it's a well-deserved team. They're winning. What you mad about? So then that changed my whole perspective about being a hater because, the networks, the teams, the fans, yeah. the parents, the coaches. the coaches, and, you know, and then everybody want to do an investigation. Something's going on. How are they <laughs> doing this? And how are they doing? How can a team that lost last year beat every team by 50? Because they, they wanted to. Mm. You know, it's funny wow. you bring up something too, Cole, where, like, so my senior year started the streak. So everybody knows about the UConn streak where UConn didn't lose a game for, like, I can't even remember how many games. But, well, my senior year started the streak. And that's where the conversation, to Cole's point, began of, is UConn good for women's basketball? A lot of people started to ask the question, like, is one team being so good or dominating so much, is that good for the sport? We know now that there's so much parity. You have these markets that are huge in women's college basketball, the Iowas of the world selling out on college game day with Caitlin Clark, and then you have Notre Dame who's holding it down. We obviously know South Carolina is a, a monster house, and then you still have the UConns who are powerhouses as well. So my senior year started that whole streak of I think three years or four or how many ever years where they didn't lose and um yeah that began that conversation of 
is that good for women's basketball? Well, coach said it. He said, y'all see me play. I've been playing the same way since I started. I, I do the same thing. We'll do anything different. He was like, you got people who had to, they had to, to do something different. It wasn't, he wasn't going to change his game so the air balls can catch up. He was saying the air balls had to do something different to get there. So I was just like, yeah, stop the whining. <laughs> so what? We beat you by 50. Let's, let's move it on. So that was the year I remember a lot of whining, it's a lot of cheering, a lot of, of hating. Things different, but Snook, let's get to the senior year real quick so we could get through that. But it's funny how y'all do remember, everybody remembers different things. Great season, undefeated, as we said. And Renee had two great games in uh, one of those. And listen, let me thank our crew for finding that clip last time of her Shouts at the Duke to game. Yes. Shout out to Thomas. Such memories because I, re- you see, I remember it exactly <laughs> <laughs> how it occurred. But anyway, during her senior season, she had good games, but had a great game at North Carolina that year. And I think the sports writer for the Harvard Courant. Uh, his name is evading me right now. But anyway, he had a great clip and said if Renee had been a man that night, she would have graduated and been a first round draft pick and had drove away with five million dollars, you know, been all, you know, or whatever, because it was a great game. Uh, North, and they played at North Carolina. She had 30 points. I can't remember the rest of the stats, but it was a great game. And they had some great clips from that. And she also had a great game now toward the end with Arizona State University. And that was oh, that's uh, Brian January, isn't it? That's Brian January in their yes. squad. Yeah, that was that was a crazy year. That was also the year where Coach Ariema and the whole UConn staff and team, they all conspired against me to not tell me that I was going into the Huskies of Honor and that I was going to be the first player to get inducted into the Huskies of Honor while I was playing. So that's like one of my biggest memories from my senior year because that happened on, was it, what, what was that? That happened on, was it senior night? No, it wasn't senior night. No, it was night. the pink game. The pink game versus Pittsburgh with Shavante Zealous. It's so crazy how they remember crazy. every detail. Crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and so yep. I just That's remember amazing. my senior year that Coach Ariyama, like, you know, to have me be the first player to be inducted into the Huskies Hall of Fame with all these other names, Swin Cash, Rebecca Lobo, Diana Taurasi, all of them. Like, and then while I'm still playing, I, that is definitely one of the remembers. Well, well, let me just tell memories. you a real quick story about that. So Gino called here and said that he wanted to surprise Renee with this banner and he didn't want her to know. He said, because she's so nosy, she tries to find out everything. <laughs> and so Facts. he said someone won't be calling us to get it set up. And so anyway, they put a black cloth over top of it. They installed it and they hung a big cloth up there over it and so Renee is calling me and saying do you know what this is all about and she said people are saying asking her the reporters does she know anything about it and she said no 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 so anyway she was so shocked in that game when she looked around and her entire family was there because she had called that morning was on a Sunday because she knows we go to church on Sunday and she had (laughs) called to see if we were at the house she knew we weren't coming (laughs) to that game so maybe <laughs> we didn't know what was going on because she said she was bombarded about questions about what was <laughs> under that black cloth and so she said oh it's not us because they would have let me know so my parents would be yep. there but at any rate right after I hung up from her we was headed to the airport <laughs> and we flew in <laughs> crazy flew in that day and she had no idea she was just so shocked matter of fact when they unveiled it she turned around to coach R.E.M. and said you should have told me because I would have told my family so they could 
to be here. He said, turn around. And I was like, what? And then the wow. whole family started walking back. It was different states of families. West Virginia, yeah. Maryland. Maryland, it was, D.C. Yeah, was, it was yeah, everybody was that DC came through. Too. So that's kind of what I remember my senior year. Wow. As you guys know, we went on to win a championship. We played Louisville, another Big East team. First time is Two teams in the same conference oh, in the women's game had played Yeah, each so other. we played Louisville, who wow. was our Big East. And then that Angel, Angel McCautry. And then Angel McCautry and I both graduated that year. She was our number one draft pick of my class. I was the number four pick. And the rest was history. That is our March memories. And after all of that was over and they won, the biggest highlight of all was we got to meet President Obama. Oh, true, true, true. We got to say that for next week. We got to go meet President Obama. That was really like, whoa. I want to hear about this. You got to tell us about all about that next week. We're going to talk about how Snoop got flagged by the Secret Service and wasn't allowed to go into the White House. This really happened. We'll talk about it next time. So now that's Disney and the Disney, House, now the White House. Places. I'm going to tell you, Snook must have a past life that we don't know about because folks is flagging her, man. But I digress. May the odds be ever in your favor to all the college athletes that's hitting up March Madness right now. March Madness, we all know we're talking about it. And as fans, we're all excited. But there's only going to be one men's team that wins and one women's team that wins. So that's a lot of different losers that we're going to see. People that are going to be set. And no, I'm not calling you guys losers. I'm saying I was a loser for three years because I didn't win. But I digress. I just want to say, may the odds be ever in your favor. Because I remember that energy. I remember that feeling of... I can't wait till I'm done with media. I can't wait till I'm done with practice. I can't wait till I'm done with all of these things so I can get to the game and play. So one word of advice is to just take it all in because the tournament is like nothing else. It's no feeling like it. That's why we call it March Madness. And as y'all know, here at MoCo, it's a generational thing and so is winning. So may the odds be ever in your favor. Mm -hmm.